Don Heiser. And I am Nicole Spezio. And, and this, this is, is How Are You Brainwashed? Brainwashed? Wow, really good sync. Really good sync. <laughs> Hi, how are you, my friend Nicole? I'm good. I'm in your home for the You're first in time. My new your new house. home. It's so, so lovely. Thank you. I've been struggling quite a bit with the transition. I do, I do know. <laughs> but it's really lovely and there's so Thanks. much space. There's so much space. Yeah. That was really the enticing part of the apartment. Yes. Yeah. We're going to have room for baby. We have room for a parent. I have a big tub. We have a washer dryer. You got brag. You got two big tubs. Yeah. That's the richest thing I ever heard. <laughs> Not just one. You got two big tubs. Two big tubs. <laughs> <laughs> title of that already to a great start <laughs> so well, thanks for coming and looking at it my in, my brother and sister-in-law came over last night and they they weren't very kind and that was helpful too it's have great. positive feedback and not have people be like i guess no one would say jenny why are you living this dump <laughs> well in general i think it's a good rule that if something is irreversible you don't really comment on it <laughs> so i think like that's yeah. a good thing to do if somebody's already bought the expensive couch like just we need to be okay with that yeah and i just really like this apartment so both things are true thanks i'm gonna hibernate in here with an infant i know i know you are ah <laughs> <sighs> okay you still have a cold Okay, docks my ass. <laughs> I do saw the cold. I've been eating soups from around the world as I am wont to do when I am sick because wonton soup and Sprite is medicine. A lot of ramen. Mm. A lot of avgolamono. Oh. <laughs> how, do I, how do I say that Greek soup? Avgolamono. I, I know exactly what you're talking the about. Chicken also... lemon soup. I ordered chicken lemon soup this week as well. And my order was avgolemono <laughs> and lemon potatoes. And grandma's like, what's happening? <laughs> she <laughs> needed lemon. <laughs> I just wanted lemon flavored things. Beautiful. Was... She needed a hit of acid. <laughs> yeah. Yes, yeah, so I've been having soups from around the world, basically, as I try to get over my illness. And that's really good. I did my... HR shoot that I was oh, talking yeah. about this weekend and I did ruin a whole take from coughing really aggressively oh, so no. we all had a great laugh on <laughs> set and it was really fun and uh yeah did they make you do like COVID test or anything before no, nobody no, asked no. anything <laughs> nobody 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 asked anything <laughs> and I kept having to be like I don't have a COVID I've been testing all week it's just a cold it's really I promise just a cold which I'm sure everyone loved that energy. <laughs> I don't know. It's a nightmare. I feel scared now in this time to be sick because I don't want to worry anyone. Yeah. Like anytime you cough, you would be like, it's not COVID. I know. Everyone has a cold right now or everyone has something right now. Here's the thing. Your body forgets what it when it goes from hot to cold in the season. And then when it goes from cold to hot, your body's getting readjusted. <laughs> and so I always get sick. And it changes season. <laughs> you know what? And I think you're not alone. I think you're not it's alone. It's a classic <laughs> problem. Oh, boy. We're talking about colds. All right. Well, this fuck it. I missed everything good going on. Do you have any babe what's going on fun stuff that's not me having a cold and eating soups from around the world? <laughs> well, yeah. It was the Mar New York City Marathon this weekend. So best day of the year, as many New Yorkers are wont to say. We're really emotional. And, yeah. Um, 
you know, I waddled over to where they turn in Bed-Stuy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Saw our friend's husband run by. We thought we missed him because we were tracking him on the app and the app was ahead of him. Oh, I know. They can't figure out the technology to track I mean, a to human being. to be tracking being. a million people seems like my, <laughs> they could barely track my seamless order. I can't, I can't imagine. Um, I'd like to say also he's more than a friend's husband. I'd like to say that he's our friend. He's our friend. You're yeah. right. I'm so sorry to you, Nat. Friend of the pod, Nat and, and yeah, big listener. Huge, huge <laughs> listener. Yeah, so don't fucking offend our one listener. <laughs> Yeah, so we were all looking at our phones being like, oh, no, did we miss him? Should we go to the next stop? And then Graham looked up, thankfully, and went, there it is! (laughs) And then we were all like, ah! And then he kept running. It was sweet. And then they went and watched him in Greenpoint. They took the subway up to see him at another stop because they weren't satisfied with our moment. They had, I mean, when your friend runs the marathon, you got to really fucking show up. Uh, now I went home because I'm. I didn't even go. I was having thirty-seven a cold. weeks yeah. pregnant. You but know, <laughs> yeah, but I want other people to support. <laughs> yeah. Well, that sounds really fun and special. Yeah. Do you know what else is fun and special? Our guest. Absolutely. <laughs> I knew I'm it. I'm so good at that. <laughs> yeah. Um. We're gonna bring in our guest, listeners. She's not only my childhood friend. She is an incredibly talented up and coming director i think she's arrived honey <laughs> she's, arrived. she's here she just had a feature film world premiere at fantasia fest in montreal say what the title is it's booger thank you and a new york and u.s premiere at the brooklyn horror festival Ooh, spooky and cool <laughs> at the same time brooklyn horror she's a freaking rock star she's made a ton of shorts some of which nicole and i've had We've the been in them. pleasure of being in and some i've co-written with her just like one of our universe's great talents let's bring her in uh, mary donnerman hello i'm in you're in <laughs> coming in is picking up your microphone is what i just learned today yeah absolutely and you're already nailing it yeah <laughs> Welcome, Mary. Welcome to How Are You Brainwashed, Nicole and I's podcast. Our podcast that we do. <laughs> yeah, that this we do is a dream. Room. <laughs> I have so many questions about your HR shoot that I was really excited <laughs> yeah. about hearing about last week. <laughs> I'm, I'm here for any follow-up questions you <laughs> Have want you to ever ask done a time. jury duty video? Oh, no. Because, uh, yeah, I, I love how long the credits were when I had jury duty. And I was like, yeah, people are making these. <laughs> I With a huge crew? Yeah, like a big crew, so many actors. It's a production. I was really inspired by the jury video that I saw when I was called into jury duty. You were? Yeah, I think they did a really good job about being like, you are going to have implicit biases and you really need to be aware of that as you're listening to people tell their stories. I was like, yes, you do, jury duty video. (laughs) I would like look it up and watch it again for fun if I had the info. (laughs) Yeah, I don't remember encountering a video, unfortunately, or maybe I was just not riveted. Yeah. I got sad when I didn't get selected. I was all fucking amped up for the video. (laughs) To do just as good. Yeah. I famously one time was chosen to be a juror on a murder trial. (laughs) Which you're, again, not supposed to talk about. Yeah, talk about it so much. (laughs) Was quite an experience. You're not supposed to talk about it? It's it's been not currently on Eight years ago or something. I remember you saying, I'm not supposed to talk about it. So I don't know when your NDA expires. (laughs) Yeah. I don't know. It was a million years ago. It was just a shooting. 
standard. Just a shooting, she says. <laughs> a heartless bitch. Simple shooting um, of a guy shooting another guy. How long was your duty? Ugh, like three or four days, not that long. Oh, that's long. so chill for murder. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you kind of would want maybe there a week to more. sort of hear all the, the stuff. I think yeah. when it's not like a premeditated sort of like husband, did he push her down the stairs? So it was that like the staircase? It was, yeah, exactly. <laughs> it wasn't the staircase. It wasn't OJ. Yeah. <laughs> It was sort of just, yeah, one guy shot another guy, and um, there were really no witnesses that were allowed to speak. We didn't have a ton of information. We just sort of had to be like, that guy seems like maybe he would shoot another guy. Oh, I don't really think that's how you're supposed to go on it. (laughs) That's because Jenny didn't watch the video. Yeah, we're supposed to go on vibes. You're supposed to sort of listen to what happened and then. But that was like, unfortunately, what the trial and like the DA, like nobody had any real evidence. So I think we didn't find him guilty. I think we found him guilty of like possession of a weapon. Okay. Because there was more evidence around that. Mm Mm-hmm. And this um, would not make a good movie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, if the defense attorney's doing a good job, they're really pushing the without a fraction of a doubt. Is that what it is? What's the. God, yeah, 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 yeah. They're yeah, like, these... they're like, the onus is on the right DA to prove, prove beyond a beyond, beyond a, a reasonable doubt, beyond a right reasonable doubt, beyond a shadow, shadow. The sh- shadow. shadow. reasonable doubt. Shadow is somewhere. Shadow. <laughs> shadow is somewhere in there. I swear. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Whatever it is they say, but they really push that yeah. on you. Yeah. Yeah. All like, our lawyers get in the comments. Let us know what you guys say in this part of court. I can't believe we don't know. know. Really, Mary? I can't believe we don't know. (laughs) We we experience culture, and culture is court cases. Yeah. Have you been selected for jury, Mary? No, but I had to keep coming back for three days in a row while they decided. It It was a weird, long process. What were they? They were. It was like also a murder. Just wow. combing through you they and being like, maybe decide who should be on the. And it was like, it was really interesting though because they went around and everyone had to say what their job and their neighborhood. Mm, and there were yeah. like four mm-hmm. other versions of me, and there I was uh-huh. like, they're not going to pick that brown-haired graphic designer and me. <laughs> like, <laughs> right? Only one of us will stay. Yeah, and they didn't pick me. <sighs> Yeah, um, that's what casting is like. So now you've experienced yeah. it as director and writer. <laughs> yeah, the other side of it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think that was a similar to me case. Like it was when I lived in Williamsburg. So it was a lot of other me's there. But they liked you. Yeah, probably because I didn't have you a real job. And they were like, I think "This girl's got nowhere to be. Get her on the case." <laughs> I was so happy to do it because I hated my job at the time. So I was like, "Cool, I'll go in and eat lunch in that sad courtyard mm-hmm. at the Brooklyn <laughs> court. I don't know courthouse, J Street Metro Tech. Yeah, J Street Metro Tech. Mm-hmm. Everyone's favorite area of town. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Gorgeous. I ate a Panera or something every All right. day. We got All right. it out here. Two in the weeds now. But your Panera lunch <laughs> from 10 years ago. <laughs> business lunch. <laughs> My businesswoman's special. Mary, how's... How are you? 
<laughs> Tommy, my <laughs> amazing question. <laughs> well, I'm I'm a brisk walk to your house now. It's pretty oh, great. So I nice. Know. Yeah. It's so nice. Yeah. So I left my house for the first time to come here. Great. Yeah. The kittens that you've been fostering yeah. got adopted. The beautiful Maine Coon kittens I've been fostering were oh. adopted. So now oh. we're down to two cats, which is better. <laughs> Your normal standard two cats. Standard amount of cats in my home. Yeah. And I'm going to Poland tomorrow. Oh, that's oh my God. right. Yeah. Film festival in Poland. Yeah. And Sweden, right? Yeah. I'm going to Stockholm and, and Poland and apparently it's just raining <laughs> and like much colder than here. Cool. But I'm mostly going to watch movies. So that's. Yeah. That's that's, that's so fun. It's a great rainy day activity. Yeah. Poland and Sweden. Yeah. Whoa. Yeah. That's so cool. Yeah. I think the film festival website for Booger, it says like flute or glute or something. That's it's a translation. Pretty, pretty good. Incredible. <laughs> yeah. I don't speak either language. Wow. So are all the films, are they, huh? How's this going to work? <laughs> I know, right? It's, well, Stockholm is international. So it's like every everywhere movie from everywhere. And then Poland is American films. It's oh. like American indies. Oh. Yeah. So actually a lot of a lot of New York filmmaker friends are going. So wow. I'll have some friends from right. here there. Right. Yeah. That's yeah. so fun. Have you made like an insane Google map already of things to do? No, but I did make an insane Google calendar of the movies. Oh, yes, of course. Yeah. yeah. But it's like a little town, so I think I can hopefully wing it or read the Wikipedia article on the plane and then go do all those things. Yeah. Go yeah. eat like progies? progies and goulash <laughs> that's what i'm imagining Ooh, yeah <laughs> yeah lived in greenpoint for four years don't know anything about and i am polish yeah I mean, that's kielbasa right important. it's more important than living in greenpoint but kielbasa yeah, yeah. borscht beer beer yeah <laughs> Yeah, let us know when you get back what you've been eating there. Yeah, I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what the culture is. What's the cuisine? Yeah. All right. So you made a feature film. I did. I did. That's very impressive, as I've told you many times. At the Brooklyn Horror screening, mm -hmm. I cried. Oh. <laughs> I cried before it started. No. And then I cried during her Q&A. Oh. And at the end of That's the film. That's so nice. Wow. I, it's just, I'm so proud of you. Uh, Ooh, yeah. I don't, why did I do it? Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, you've been a big part of the process in like lots of ways. You've read probably the most versions of the script of all time. Listen to me talk about it, complain about it, have mental breakdowns about it <laughs> through the years. And I wouldn't have been doing filmmaking, period, if it wasn't for you. <sighs> so sweet. Yeah. We made a lot of, a lot of good stuff. We made a lot of weird, fun cool neat stuff about pooping <laughs> predominantly well, about pooping yeah it, it was yeah. really cool Couple. to see like toilets are the theme your you know when there's gonna be like married ottoman criterion it'll be yes. like the all the nuggets of your style like the way people go back at like they're like tim burton movies and they're like Jack Skellington actually is young Frankenweenie and, and then he's Corpse Bride and then Jack Skellington. I don't know. I saw a TikTok about that recently, but that he sense. has themes that reappear. And I feel yeah. like now that you have a catalog of shorts and a feature, you can really see all of your themes. All the obsession is one of your themes. Yeah. That's beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> Bathrooms. Stuff I'll never let go of. <laughs> what does it mean? <laughs> What's wrong with me? <laughs> and ironically, I didn't shit at all on my feature film shoot. 
because I was so stressed. Oh, no, so not a single maybe poop. it all makes sense. How? It was 15, 16 yeah, days? Yeah, 15 days and no pooping. <laughs> I don't think that that is good. <laughs> it was definitely bad. Ooh. <laughs> you gotta, how, no. feel like yeah. someone could have ran to a CVS and sort of got you. <laughs> <laughs> but you don't have the opposite problem because, like, you need right. to be around. Like, sure, sure. Worse to have loose bowels sure on absolutely set, which has happened to me before as well <laughs> on our pombucha shoot you had loose bowels i had diarrhea that whole shoot oh and that shoot was about diarrhea <laughs> it was How interesting wow. i know this is why i keep making films about this <laughs> yeah you clearly have something to unpack here yeah something is going on yeah well, I think, I mean, you would know more than me, but in the space of horror, body horror, especially like, I don't know, it's been pretty male dominated true, true. field. So it is very exciting to have a feminine take on the body horror genre. And as Nicole will appreciate about a cat. Yeah, it is. <laughs> it is about a cat. Yeah, you want to tell a little uh, about Booger to the listeners <laughs> yeah. what it's about? Yeah, for sure. It's about diarrhea, constipation, <laughs> and my cat. It's a body horror that is about a woman who's grieving her best friend, and she's just lost her best friend's cat as well. She's, like, kind of going insane, not dealing with her grief, and she's, like, maybe turning into a cat herself. And it's a comedy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It sounds so good. It's I can't awesome. wait to see it. It's so awesome. And also I saw an early cut too. And to see it and then get to see it in the theaters fully finished was so exciting. Did it feel different? Oh, yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah, there was some rewriting and refiguring stuff out for yeah. sure. Because the pacing felt so, so good. Great. Pacing felt amazing. Oh, thank you. <laughs> I love when the pacing feels good. <laughs> the um, pacing feels bad. It's Oh, it's the worst. Ooh, it's yeah. just off. You're like, and also when it's a short movie and you're like, why am I feeling like this is so long? That's yeah, that's a tough. We always made short shorts. Yeah, we love a short. We love short. a tight short. I do think short shorts get programmed more. Do you find that to be true? I actually was on the jury for the horror shorts this oh year for Brooklyn Horror. And the longest one was 21 minutes long. And the shortest one was 12 minutes long. And I was like, where are the shorties? Yeah, let's mm-hmm. get in and out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Fun, punchy little. Yeah. 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 I think that's why with Savasana, the mm. sh- Megan and I short, I feel like. Yeah, so good. It just has, it's getting squeezed into blocks. But I think that's good because I think like they're kind of like last minute being like, oh, the six minute short. Like, yeah, I got that in there. This will be a nice buffer between. A fun know. palette cleanse. Yeah. And it's like a funny, creepy. Yeah. No, you obviously both grew up together, went to school together, mm-hmm. and are now genius filmmakers. Were you also the kind of kids that were like, we're not going to write a paper for our group project. We're going to submit a film. Like, I'm so glad that? you asked. We went to a high school where you could do an art project instead of anything, <laughs> which is so weird. Like, I did a painting of Kenneth Branagh for a Shakespeare assignment. Huh. It was like, Whoa. I like looked at IMDb of a Shakespeare movie and painted that yeah yeah instead of writing or thinking always doing like uh, justin and i will act out a scene from the book yeah Yeah. instead you and veronica made some great little videos that i wish were around yeah veronica and i made some videos but then veronica destroyed them because (laughs) 
Oh, <laughs> wait, let's see if this story holds up. Cool. <laughs> okay, Veronica so- was making video art all of her childhood. Incredible yeah. stuff. Yeah. She was sort of had a camcorder and I think was just really going with it. Mm-hmm. American Beauty was filming <laughs> scenery and also things for school. <laughs> yeah. There was one sleepover where we just filmed the hamster. Like, you know how you had animals in your science room that you could bring home for the weekend? Yes. <laughs> they shouldn't like they kids do that. I, I can't imagine that's made it past the 90s. I think probably that's done. I will be so curious to find out if kids still take home rodents to their parents' house for the weekend. So we had taken home the science room hamster, or Veronica had, and we filmed a whole story of its life. Anyway, but also she filmed me like making out with Nick Lachey or was somebody it? Or on a, a <laughs> or was it a cut out leg loss? Maybe it was a cut out of leg loss. There was some sort of like sexual like we thought it was funny, but like you wouldn't want parents to have eyes on it. Kind of like. sure. I mean, absolutely. <laughs> and all of our movies were on this particular video and her dad, I think, tried to take it once and she just ripped. She wiped it. Wh- he yeah, probably she, like, thinks something way worse. Right. Exactly. There. Yeah. Than, like you being out with a poster. Yeah. So that's sort of how our um, videos got destroyed. Because. Wow. <laughs> I digital um, archive wasn't going. Unfortunately. Yeah, yeah. We didn't have the cloud yet. Yeah. I also think there was footage of her. I was popping her back pimple or something like pre pimple doctor pimple. That's what I'm talking about. Video art. <laughs> you invented pimple popping. Yeah, that would have gone viral as hell. Yeah. I mean, monetized. Can you imagine if we'd had a place to put those videos Thank that we made? God, that I don't know. We Kate, did Kate not. is always like, we would have had agents by now. I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> I think some of the stuff was pretty good. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> yeah, I think it was good. I think we agents had, as filmmakers, or agents as actors. as like um like oh these kids they are always making weird content like oh. let's get them to pitch clear sell because they already have millions of followers like please don't destroy or whatever yeah although they're all nepos. Yeah, and we are not. <laughs> we are. Our dad did not work at Saturday Night Live no. before we did. Our dads just had camcorders. Did you, did you know that? Yeah, of course I knew. I didn't know that until the Nepo Baby article came out. And they that were like, article, like, wow. <laughs> it's <laughs> wow. <laughs> I love it. I love that we're all like, you tell me your parent was famous and now i'm kind of mad about it it's such a funny like i understand but it's just so like what are they supposed unless to they, like they can't hide it because they literally look exactly like yeah. their parents like schwarzenegger's secret son who right, looks exactly right. like him nepo oh. baby <laughs> he wasn't in the nepo article yeah like, why wasn't he in there yeah i don't like who ca- i mean i get it I get it, but also who cares? But also the different reactions of different celebrities to it. Yeah, I think was telling. Like the Allison Williams of like, yeah, yeah, yeah. She, her reaction was great. Like I have privileges, other people didn't, and of course, and I acknowledge that. Blah, blah. And then the people who are like, I don't bring who up told the you that baby article at any press junkets. <laughs> <laughs> Quite refused to discuss it. So yeah, someone should relax. just like. I feel like you should just if that happens. Like, release a music video called Nepo Baby and, like, own it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Who? Let's get someone to release a Nepo Baby video. Yeah. You can direct it. So fun. Let's get all the Nepo Babies to be in it. 
Have you directed a music video? I've directed one music video. I feel like, yeah, that is like a genre for you. I feel like I I would love to see your music videos. I did one. This place I do commercials for was like, this will help you get commercial work. And then I made one where it's someone like, she's like eating cake and spitting it up. And I don't think it helped me get any commercials, (laughs) but can't sell that. Yeah. They're like, Mary, stop. (laughs) Wait, Nicole, do you know who Mary recently shot a commercial with? Have we talked about this already? Jennifer Coolidge. (laughs) You've directed Jennifer Coolidge. I have directed Jennifer Coolidge. Mary? (laughs) Well, yeah, here's what was really funny. She wanted to talk ahead of the shoot, which I was like, of course. And her manager texts me her phone number and is like, okay, just get in touch with her. And I was like, hello, Jennifer Coolidge. (laughs) (laughs) This is Mary, the commercial director. And then she texted me back and was like, Mary, it's Coolidge. Can I call you? Oh, Mary, it's Coolidge. Can I call you? Is the most amazing thing I've ever heard. Mary, it's Coolidge. I was like, I, sure. I know. I texted you. Right. Um, and then she wanted to brainstorm the commercials, which was really a life highlight. But the call, I think, started at 9 p.m. And Carell, my boyfriend, kept coming. And she's like, when are you going to bed? And I was like, I'm still on the phone with Jennifer Coley. <laughs> um, Shut up. Yeah. She wanted to make a Quasimodo version of the commercial, which I also did. But the the brand didn't go with it. Wait, what do you mean? <laughs> she had a lot of really good ideas. Like a hunchback of Notre Dame? Yeah. Yeah. She's like, we open in a bell tower. And I was like, is this a Quasimodo commercial? And she's like, yes. And I was like, okay, yeah. Okay, this is for Did her lipstick say- line. Yeah. Like- yeah. yeah. Her, her the lipstick. big reveal was that her hunchback was just a bag full of lipstick. That's an amazing idea. I, I know. I've seen it. A million dollar commercial or something. Like, I know. I'm like, we don't have that location <laughs> in Brooklyn, but let's see what we can do <laughs> wow damn yeah. wish we had gotten to see quasimodo jennifer coolidge lipstick yeah. commercial <laughs> wow oh my gosh it was a whirlwind little time can you like as a director even give her a note it's like, <laughs> like can you sort of rein her in or are you just like sitting there watching letting whatever happens happen it was it was a decent amount of that. There was some steering. There was some like me throwing her an idea and her saying the exact opposite thing. But then it was even funnier. And uh-huh. I was like, okay, okay, yes. But she, yeah, she like could work all day and just like improv all day. Like she just wants to hang and joke. And oh my god, it was fun. Cool. Um, yeah, they come out end of November. The commercials. I yeah. cannot wait. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Did you get any lipstick? Actually, no, I didn't get any. Sometimes they like get a little treat from set and I didn't get anything. I didn't even take a picture with her because I was trying to be cool. So I guess that's my big regret. But I do have her phone number. That's my party favor. Yeah, that's huge. And that's huge. That's huge. (laughs) Yeah. Mary, it's Coolidge. Can I call you? (laughs) Title of that. Okay, well, Mary, I see your slideshow, so I feel like we should just get into it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the listeners are like, what? <laughs> yeah. Here on this podcast, we do discuss with each guest the question of how were you brainwashed? And that means what did you think growing up was real truth that you now know was sort of society or your upbringing or external forces that have told you it's 
brainwashing. Mm-hmm. How did that go? <laughs> it was good. <laughs> it was perfectly explained. Really no notes. <laughs> Going with a good old fashioned religious brainwash. Classic. Um, Love it. And I, I think what I'm going to mostly talk about is the rapture. <laughs> um, Great. The rapture, the belief that Jesus is going to come out of the sky. He's going to zap up all the true believers. Yeah. Uh, they're going to chill with him. And then the earth is going to turn into like an Ari Aster movie for like <laughs> hell and damnation. And then at the end, he's going to come back and there's going to be peace on earth for a million years. I think that's a general belief. And do you guys know about the rapture? Yeah. I didn't really yeah, see he comes back. about rapture. Yeah. There's a lot of parts. I thought yeah. it was just sort of like, if you're good, <laughs> you go with God. <laughs> yeah. If you're bad, you sort of stay and burn in zombie land. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But when does he come back? Okay, here's the thing. I'm growing up in Texas with Jenny, of course, yes. which is in the Bible Belt. Growing up religious, I think my family was, for the most part, just Episcopalian. But I realize now, being in Texas and having an evangelical grandma, like we're all surrounded by evangelical Christianity, which is very special Judgmental, (laughs) freaky, uh, little subsect of Christianity. So I'm a teen. (laughs) I think I'm 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 a Christian. My grandma makes me recite Bible verses for her Christmas presents. What? I'm going to an I'm going to an Episcopal (laughs) school. Yeah, yeah. Which she doesn't think is religious enough because our chapel services were just chicken soup for the teenage soul i mean our chapel services were mostly announcements yeah they were (laughs) announcements yeah or sometimes like a little play yeah 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 Yeah, it was like a teacher telling a story and then we'd be like okay bye but we did do full eucharist on wednesdays yeah yeah we did and we had to wear navy socks (laughs) for no blazer reason this is a whole thing yeah (laughs) okay uh-huh yeah okay so yeah i'm good christian teen um and i think that everyone is just going to hell (laughs) i think because i'm doing what my grandma says uh i'm definitely going to get beamed up scotty and that i think a lot of evangelicals just like in our generation i guess i can get into the politics of this as well if we want to go deep yeah but i think that we are in the end times and that it's going to happen every day and they are gleeful about this it's like yeah the worst it gets on earth that's actually cool because it's all gonna end but yeah this mm. is a terrifying time to live and also okay also as a tween y2k is looming like is yeah. that connected what's up yes mm. yes um so kind of just living in a constant state of like paranoia is dallas is gonna go up in flames my high school is gonna go up in flames and then i'm also going to jesus camp in the summers okay so i can back it up a little bit and talk about this idea of the rapture which Okay, you guys ready? I'm so, so ready. Yes. So the idea of the rapture, this special belief about getting beamed up to the Lord, is invented in like 1850. It's not always been part of Christianity. It's a new way of thinking. And the people who are bringing this to light are an Irish guy named John Darby, who's proselytizing in the U.S. right after the Civil War. And he's like, yeah, we're in doom and gloom times the way that we interpret the book of revelations isn't just that Jesus is going to come back and judge. It's actually that he's going to come back. There's going to be tribulations on earth for seven years with all the locusts and 
four horsemen and shit. Okay. Then the Antichrist is going to come. Then there's going to be a massive battle. And then we're going to have peace on Earth. So it's kind of like this, like, okay, we invented a little horror movie Mm -hmm. segue (laughs) just because of the way he chose to read the book of Revelations, which is weird short story horror movie in the Bible. That's the I don't know if you guys read the Bible cover to cover. Mm, can't, can't say <laughs> we can't say, can't we, say did. we have <laughs> but That's that seems it like ends. a very specific um <laughs> yeah like uh, interpretation a very specific <laughs> set of circumstances that he believes will occur yeah. yeah i think there are a couple people with these sort of ideas floating around but he's kind of the main reason why this all comes to the u.s and becomes a popular theory because the civil war has just happened people Mm -hmm. are very depressed they're seeing like yeah life does suck Mm -hmm. maybe that's actually a good thing Mm. it was a brainwashing of how can we find the silver lining of this doom and gloom is that the world is gonna end soon yeah and because we are good, we go with God. Oh, no, this yeah. is bad. I, I know. <laughs> I know. This is really bad. So this is fun. I'm going to get real specific for a sec. Mm-hmm. It's actually, it's not even specific. It's just breaking my brain because I did discover this recently. The reason why his ideas travel the furthest and widest are because of this guy, Cyrus Schofield, who was a lawyer turned evangelical priest who wrote a version of the Bible called the Schofield Study Bible that my grandma had. Yeah, this name sounds familiar. He wrote a version of the Bible that was like annotated with like, here's how you read this. Here's how you read this. This is what this means. Write your own version of the Bible? And sell it to millions. That's the thing is the Bible was always versions of versions of versions of versions. Yeah, it's like Shakespeare. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. It's like when you get those companion guides, you're like, what's this guy talking about? I don't understand. Yeah, people can just decide. Yeah. So Schofield, writes, who wrote this Bible, ends up starting the Schofield Bible Church in Dallas, oh, which God. is the evangelical church specifically with this belief, which is called futurism, if I'm getting really specific here. And that is what my grandma's whole family was part of and grew up in. Their followers started the Dallas Theological Seminary, which also spreads these ideas about futurism the rapture whatever so literally we grew up in the epicenter of these ideas i didn't even know yeah so (laughs) in the water that means like the rapture like futurism is the reading of the book of revelations that says this is all gonna happen in the future in this way got it yeah yeah (laughs) yeah and so you really thought like one day there will be a rapture yeah it was pretty scary walking around enjoying wearing my zip off pants are limited (laughs) to then having the thought what if i got beamed up in this outfit yeah and my friends are left behind and jenny was left behind and all these people are gonna burn in hell (laughs) what about the people i like that don't have a grandma that makes them recite bible verses for christmas every year (laughs) yeah you guys thought i was gonna get left behind yeah Yeah, famously you guys wrote a note i think we talked about in an earlier episode yeah hey you should be religious episode yeah okay so i'm gonna keep going into the future dallas (laughs) the next thing that happens that helps spreads this idea about futurism and and the rapture is this book that comes out in 1970 called the late great planet earth that apparently was like one of the top English language selling books. And it's literally like evangelical mumbo jumbo. It's about how 
not only is the world going to end, it's going to include nuclear warfare. So what's happening in culture uh-huh. is now being, yeah, that they were been bo- talking about bombs in the Bible, too, if you read it this way. What? So that's happening in the 70s. And then that takes us to 95 when the very first Left Behind book is published. That's what I thought you were going to say, Left Behind. Yeah. Do you remember this? No, it's <laughs> not really my culture. <laughs> yeah. They made well, a whole TV show of it. I was talking about this at a party a few days ago because I've been preparing for this pod. And this girl comes out of nowhere and goes, did you say Left Behind? <laughs> she was from Baltimore and she grew up reading these. And she wasn't even Christian. She read them because she thought they were fun sci-fi dystopian <laughs> books. Oh, She had no idea it was like full evangelical propaganda. Yeah. Wow, that's so funny. She thought it was just like a normal sci-fi. Yeah, okay. Kirk Cameron. Do you recall I him? know that guy, yeah. He's the star of the film version. Yeah. Because he was of this clan he's evangelical <laughs> and his wife evangelical. is also in the film okay i did rewatch it recently like what's this all about yeah so boring <laughs> horrible horrible production value Artists, they are not the futurists <laughs> oh no the premise of these books is that everyone gets beamed up that's a true believer and there's key people who are left behind like a husband who really didn't believe and he never told his wife and a teen rebel who never really believed sure stuff. and a priest who didn't believe these become the like the ringleaders of uh they call themselves a tribulation force (laughs) so they're here on earth and they are cars are just running into walls like all these people got beamed up it's mass chaos but on a low budget in the film and they are like we have to us for in chicago (laughs) have to save the rest of the people who like could have been believers but weren't and we're gonna go here's where it also gets crazy to the un we're gonna go to the un (laughs) to stop the antichrist who is a romanian man named nikolai karpathia from from taking over (laughs) the world (laughs) and they also made this a teen series and yeah. there's so the first book was published in 95 there's 16 books in the series oh my God. 80 million copies of this book sold which is as many copies of the da vinci code and more than as many copies of harry potter and the chamber of secret no. it was on the new york times bestseller list seven times yeah people are I mean, <laughs> didn't make its way to new jersey its way my my circle oh my god <laughs> left behind Whoa. hive rise up where are you <laughs> i only knew about it peripherally but i don't think i ever read or Kate watched i weren't like jenny do you believe in jesus and also <laughs> you should check out this book it's kind of cool I mean, yeah maybe you guys did tell me about it but i don't think i read it <laughs> Or, like, tried to make you watch the Kirk Cameron video that's, like, so boring and, like, geopolitical. No. But, yeah, there was a teen series with 31 books. I think I read 31. 15 oh, before no. I tapped out or started considering atheism. But <laughs> you were like, that's nice. You were like, I'm 15 and I got to get out. Like, I have hit a yeah, wall. I'm deep. So do they ever sort of save the world? I think at the end they do save the world, but it did just keep getting more and more boring. Yeah. The guys who wrote it are multiple guys. (laughs) I do want to show you what they look like. There's this guy, Jerry Jenkins. (laughs) He has written over 200 books, which I feel like is a bad sign. That's too many books. (laughs) He wrote books like How to Talk to Your Teen and about baseball. And he... (laughs) 
<laughs> he's also evangelical. <laughs> I, I have a poll quote from each guy and his poll quote is the literary typewriters. I admire them. I wish I was smart enough to write a book that's hard to read, you know? <laughs> this is that's that guy's basically the ghostwriter and then the idea guy is this guy tim lahey who is an evangelical preacher Uh and he's actually a terrifying figure because he got very involved in politics like he kind of pushed for the moral majority which is the evangelical republicans to prop up bush and yeah, he funded the American Coalition for Traditional Values, which was literally just like an anti-gay yeah. uh, group. He said evolution is the biggest fairy tale in the past two centuries. <laughs> and he's obsessed with all the Illuminati and conspiracy theories. So that's why these books get really boring and really political and have a lot to do with the UN. <laughs> <laughs> okay, where do we go from here? Okay, Did you, you're going to play us a clip? I want to see a clip. I know. Okay. I'll do a quick, we're getting towards the end, but I could go on. She made a on. full deck. I, I wanted to talk yeah, about. There's, there's a PowerPoint there's happening a- <laughs> here. We will be giving you some visual cues. Mary yeah, yeah. is a deck maker. This is your work. Part of my job. And yeah. I'm unemployed right now, so this is my job. So you were like, I will make deck. Okay, yeah, yeah go on. Okay, to wrap it up for Left Behind and to get into the rest of my youth culture, <laughs> my, my evangelical Texas youth culture, Circle Y2K, Left Behind obviously became a movie these things made so much money um show nicole the post do you recognize this nicole it's kurt cameron there's a moon behind him there's the middle (laughs) east is a werewolf the middle east is in flames an airplane is landing in the upper foreground and that's kind of what happens in this movie oh boy (laughs) came out 94 starring kurt cameron budget was four million and it earned 4.2 so not a flop not Not a a flop flop at all (laughs) it has a 16 percent on rotten tomatoes did he fund part of this movie or like what's the deal it was funded okay how did this collab happen i'm like the books made so 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 much money like i said bestseller list seven times but there are christian production companies that just make christian movies the production company is called cloud 10 and they were making rapture movies before this they made even lower budget rapture movies which honestly might be a fun watch yeah i don't really know how these get funded but i guess the the thinking was the books did so well yeah there are at least that many people that would see the thing and kurt cameron i guess read them as well he was like i'll do it but ruined his career did we ever see him in anything else besides all these rapture movies i don't know (laughs) where's kurt cameron at post growing pains yes he's a man He's being a man. (laughs) He's being a man. His character is named Buck Cameron, and he's a reporter. No. His name's (laughs) Buck Cameron in the movie? Yeah. (laughs) Buck Cameron, both reporting for duty at the apocalypse. Tim LaHaye, the writer of the movie, was really angry that the Left Behind movie didn't look very good. He thought it looked like garbage, and he wanted it to be a big action movie that everyone loved, and it made more people Christian and made more people evangelical, and he didn't feel like it was any good. And he's right. It was bad. He sued the company yeah. who made the movie for it being so bad. <laughs> and Yikes. Somehow this happened. He got them to make it again in 2014, this time starring Nicolas Cage. Whoa, I've never heard of that. Um, what? And Chad Michael Murray. Oh, nice. One Tree Hill. Are and they he, super re- religious? 
much. I've heard Nicolas Cage, you can pay him and he will show up. Just do whatever, yeah. Yeah, that makes sense, actually, considering his track record. But yeah, wow, okay. Um, Have you seen this one? This one, I was going to watch, but then I headed over to Rotten Tomatoes and it actually has a zero. (laughs) It's one of only... 44 movies that have a zero on Rotten Tomatoes. Of, of all movies. Of all movies. So There's a Wikipedia page of the ones that have zeros. It actually looked like a shot for shot remake except for Nicolas Cage. Oh no. Maybe I'll watch it. But they did make like six of these movies total and a video game. This was nominated for three Razzies and it was directed by a guy who was a stunt guy. Oh nice. Who never worked again. The Toronto star said, score one for Satan. (laughs) But yeah, so the dystopian children's book series, there are other ways to learn about the rapture that are fun. (laughs) Because basically at the core of all of these cultural items is that same belief. But I went to Sky Ranch, which is a Christian camp, which I suppose means God is in the sky and the sky is a ranch. If you break Very it down. Texas marketing. <laughs> yeah. Sky Ranch. Sky Ranch. Jesus up there at Sky Ranch, honey. Yeah. yeah. I did not go to Sky Ranch, sadly. Yeah. Sky Ranch is where our counselors told us our friends who didn't believe in God in Jesus and didn't accept him into our heart and also didn't have Bibles were going to hell. And that was me. So Kate yeah. and I were there getting told this. Raising our hand in Bible study, asking questions about like, but what if they go to an Episcopal school? <laughs> and they're like, still straight still, to hell. Still hell. Read this book about the end times and also quit listening to Backstreet Boys and listen to True Vibe instead. <laughs> yeah. True Vibe is like a Christian pop boy band. That's an incredible, sorry, incredible name for a band. <laughs> yeah. True Vibe. True yeah. Vibe. That's an incredible name for a <laughs> band. <laughs> Okay, whoa. Nicole's a huge True Vibe fan. She's a True Viber. I don't know what this stuff is. This stuff is good. This stuff is some good stuff. It's a Christian boy band established in 1999, started by one of the original members of 98 Degrees who left the band because he didn't agree with their values. (laughs) Which was what? Like singing Too Sexy Teen Girls songs? Okay, wow. So should we listen? Yeah. To True Vibe sample? Yeah. Yeah. Trying to put it down in total darkness I didn't feel the need to get on my knees What this shit talking? No one could tell me nothing that held me out before But when the sunlight came and stopped the rain I was standing with the Lord Can you feel the joy? Gonna make you wanna jump, jump, jump Don't it make you wanna move, move, move Throw your hands to the roof I love that song. <laughs> I love that song. Not a bad, not not a bad song. Uh, How old do you think they are? The problem is they're the not CD hot. In their car, but I did have the whole CD about it at the yeah. bookstore at Sky Ranch. There was a musical called Alter Boys, which was, oh, yeah. I guess, about this kind of thing, and it does remind me of those tracks in that oh, show. That's I didn't know fun. that that was about like pop god band or what are they called? God, <laughs> uh, Christian boy band. Yeah. 
God band. A band for God. Yeah, this is another. Well, maybe I'll tell you guys about at, at Jesus Camp. So we like weren't supposed to listen to boy bands. We're supposed to listen to this stuff instead. True vibe. It is like divert your love for this for your love for this. And we also had to write letters to Jesus as if he was our boyfriend. Is it what? That was more of um, a prompt? Yeah. As if he's being your boyfriend? Yeah. They're like, you should never love anyone more than you love Jesus. Oh, no. Yeah. So you were like, hey, Jesus, it's me, Mary. I love you so much. You got nice long hair and you're naked a lot. Like, what do you say? Like, you're like, thank you for, for your endless love and devotion oh, and boy. all that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. And did you mail it to yourself or did you just keep it? Where is it? That's like the question. <laughs> when I get blackmailed, that's the first thing that's coming out. <laughs> Dear Jesus, I love you. I just love you. Yeah. yeah. Okay, fast. Yeah, a lot of a lot of confusing messaging. Your friends are going to hell. You're not supposed to love anyone more than Jesus in your whole life is was a big message. And Backstreet Boys are the devil. Yeah. <laughs> And Harry Potter is the devil. Yeah. And you should instead read Left Behind. Another thing I discovered at camp was VeggieTales. Which is good. Is VeggieTales Christian? VeggieTales is evangelical Christian. Christian. (laughs) (laughs) Show me the tomato. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. What? (laughs) How are they sneaking in that messaging? (laughs) What are the vegetables doing that's religious? What are they doing in the show that's religious? Okay, every episode was half, like, half a little adventure, silly song, half vegetables reenacting like the book of esther like <laughs> the, the vegetables are dressed like characters from the bible and holding the ten commandments <laughs> wow yeah i never watched many videos i just really knew there's a show about vegetables with it no <laughs> this is what it was doing this is what it was i only knew the songs really so yeah. i didn't um engage with this part of it it just sort of you never watch it List, all the way through. Listen to Cheeseburger and Veronica's Car or whatever. Yeah. Which is a, a He's a good songwriter. Incredible song. Yeah. <laughs> Have you ever wondered what happened to VeggieTales? Yeah. What? Mary, tell me what <laughs> happened. So, okay. The company that made VeggieTales and the creator who made them went bankrupt when he made a feature film about the asparagus playing Jonah. I remember that. I remember yeah. the asparagus Jonah movie. He went bankrupt making a feature film about the asparagus playing Jonah. Okay. And then all he of never these ventures again. to make a feature film is what I'm learning. Oh, gosh. And you've made a and feature made film. A I haven't gone bankrupt yet. <laughs> but if I made it evangelical, I might have. Yeah. Well, thank God Booger isn't secretly evangelical. No. <laughs> I'm not as, far like, as we know. <laughs> <laughs> Did it make its way into your. I'm sure it's in my subconscious subconscious every day. Just the general anxiety of getting beamed up or beamed down to hell probably affected my insides. I mean, how could it not? Yeah. People just being like, yeah, the rapture is coming. Yeah. They just people really if they feel scared and fear. You can get them to do kind of whatever you want. Oh, that's, yeah. That's why they do that. <laughs> yeah. That's why they make people it feel is scared. cult behavior. Yeah. I understand being a child and being like, yeah, okay, um, people are telling me this is the truth. I'm going to believe it. Mm-hmm. But, like, what's the point of, like, being 40? <laughs> 
Well, it's kind of like perpetuate, like you're perpetuating it through generation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You just sort of, this is, this is the truth. Yeah, I think you do truly 100% believe it. It's not like Santa (laughs) where you're like telling kids and then they grow out of it. Yeah. I think it it is generally, I want to save my family and I want to be with my family for all eternity in heaven and dying is scary. Right. So I invited, invented something scarier, sort of. But isn't the ultimate goal for like the people who are running these like churches and blah, blah, blah. It's just like money, right? Like, yeah. Well, that's a whole other thing I could get into called prosperity gospel. <laughs> but I don't have to. <laughs> Where it's about like the more money you give, the closer to heaven you get. Or yeah. Something? I don't know. It's, I think, well, maybe this is true of most religions. Christian is just, Christianity is just the one I, I understand the most. But you can make a case for the Bible saying anything you want it to say. And yeah. you can believe in and believe in a way that supports whatever lifestyle you want. But prosperity gospel is like, oh, I actually love that this megachurch preacher has a Hummer SUV limo because that means he's really close to God. Like the richest people have the strongest beliefs. Yeah. Oh, that's how it works. Yeah, <laughs> Guys. It's actually not true. We're here to tell you it's not true. Yeah, they eventually it's just people ripping people off. Like that's just what any organized religion that has pyramid a lot scheme. of followers it becomes a pyramid scheme. It's just like all. Well, the creator of Veggie Tales says that he realized he was doing it for the wrong reasons, and that's why he was led astray. But now he's found his way back to the Lord, and he is guess what? Podcasting. <laughs> Get him on the pod. Yeah. Let's reach out. What would oh, what would you ask the um? creator veggie tales uncle are you looking at fruit now <laughs> to sort of communicate your messaging this has been a real journey i have to say an incredible history lesson okay. i want to know when you're this deep in how do you get out yeah great question i was trying to think of what like um for me personally broke the spell and i think it was three things i think it was the da vinci code which i devoured and loved <laughs> religion how isn't it about like him being jesus's great great oh no she's yeah it was like about religious conspiracy theories and like oh maybe the church has been leading us astray all these years and there's actually a bigger truth that writer is agnostic or atheist okay um dan brown helped you get out brown helped me get out the (laughs) other thing that helped me get out was like growing up i went to church with my grandma sometimes because she thought her church was the one you know i also went to a religious school i also went to a religious camp in all these places we're reading the bible which i know very well thanks to my grandmother and everyone's interpretations are different it was Uh. like this is you're saying that the this passage is actually about betrayal and i've learned it's about forgiveness you're saying it's about this and i've this makes sense to me as the interpretation and Mm. just the it started feeling like mind control in certain places where it's like, wait, what about my interpretation? And what about and why are there so many different interpretations? And why is it so upsetting to like my Bible teacher that I have a different opinion? Mm-hmm. So that started being I was a little like, huh? Yeah, I think I'm smarter than you. <laughs> <laughs> also, a history class in school, like. 
Huh. I think it was Ms. either Mosa? humanities yeah. or no, no, humanities. European history specifically about like how Christianity was used for political power and how the Catholic Church was always a political pawn. And yeah. the Bible, yeah, the Bible wasn't even legible by laymen. It was written in Latin and you could only read that if you're a priest, which means nobody has the information. So, yeah, a lot of different. Mm-hmm. It's probably around. And then and then and then famously. I got my period at Jesus Camp, um, which meant I couldn't do water sports because I could not figure out the tampon. It's tragic. <laughs> uh, did not do any water sports. Oh. Missed out on the blob. Anytime there was like a fun activity, the only other option if you wanted to stay dry was Bible. No. I had Bible all week long, bleeding, <laughs> turning into a teenager live, and just like <laughs> getting really, my cynicism got really calcified about the bible and religious interpretation that week specifically yeah the hormones were flowing yeah Yeah. you couldn't swim you're like this is fucking bullshit i'm trapped here yeah the blob is the only reason i wanted to go to sky ranch the blob was sick it was like they their camp has the blob yeah guys but it had a lot of other a lot of other things (laughs) have you seen a blob you don't know about the blob why didn't i put the blob in a part of my culture blob <laughs> the fuck is the blob okay it's actually it's a giant it's like a giant air mattress on a lake that you jump on from a giant platform and then like you land here on the far and you crawl over to the end and then another kid jumps and when they go down you go flying oh, up uh, into the lake yeah uh-huh. yeah it's children catapulting children into water <laughs> on a cool a floating bag yeah okay anyway um i skipped like, over what would jesus do bracelets did you have those uh, yeah, yeah i know about those i know about those that's mainstream yeah, yeah. live strong and what would jesus do bracelets yeah, yeah. The two bracelets <laughs> the two genders of bracelet <laughs> okay wow we gotta move on to our next segment <laughs> Our last segment. Nicole, okay. take us away. Oh my Explain gosh. it. Okay, well, first of all, that was just a wild ride. And thank you for <laughs> coming to the podcast with a PowerPoint deck, which is something we've never seen before. We love that. It's a, um, a lot. It's a lot. And it's gonna have nightmares about the rapture. I, I guarantee it. It's tough. Um, so now yeah. Before we let you go, we're going to play Casting With You. And mm-hmm. Casting is a game that we play every episode where we pick a category, a thing, and we say, who are we and who are each other within that thing? So mm-hmm. if we picked apostles, we'd say, <laughs> yeah. you're Carl, I'm Farida, and you're Jan, <laughs> or whoever they are, and then why. So um, it's the fence. <laughs> Jan, the apostle. <laughs> it's Mary's mom's name. Yeah. <laughs> I don't um, know the apostles either, really. Peter. Well, I know. I mean, we're not going to do the apostles. Oh, yeah. That's why I gave it as an <laughs> example. Um, so do you have a category in mind that you would I, like to play with? I do. Ways the world could end. Oh, gosh. Perfect. Okay. Yeah. Well, the rapture's really... <laughs> 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 so there's other options I know. Yeah. All right. Okay. This is where we take a yeah, moment. Trigger warning our if you don't like that stuff. <laughs> <laughs> just fast forward. <laughs> um, I'm like, are these different enough? But I'm just going to go for it. Okay. Um, Nicole lock, really locked in on you as alien. So I think alien invasion will Thank be you. full um, Independence Day, like a ship hovering over the Empire State Building and then going, pew! 
when exploding everything. Um, that's sort of what I see for you. It's evil aliens who are just like, I want to take everyone out. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> for myself, I did Asteroid. Mm. Uh, I think that's a fun one. Mm-hmm. Just a full natural disaster, creating a big old hole, <laughs> killing all the animals. <laughs> Whatever it's called, uh, the Big Bang Theory, sort of. Yeah. I'd love to start a new planet with my destruction of the planet. Mary, yours is similar to that, but a little bit different, which is just, you know, we all know that stars end. And one day the sun will die. Mm-hmm. And I think you're the sun dying. Wow. That's a huge <laughs> get, Mary. <laughs> and I guess when the sun dies, we all just sort of die because we don't have sun. Is that what it works? Or will it explode? I think we go cold. We go cold. Okay. Yeah. So I think you're, yeah, the sun's going to die. We all just sort of shrivel up the dark. <laughs> that's nice. where I landed. Amazing. <laughs> Great, yeah, I'll take a whirl. Uh, <laughs> I I gave myself space explosion. Um, so not full asteroid, but something, some kind of planets doing something, exploding big, loud, done space. <laughs> Mary, I'm giving like um, AI that movie where Haley Joel Osment <laughs> is in the water looking at the blue yeah. fairy. Just something about the world but being underwater feels very director filmmaker <laughs> perhaps because i saw it in a film so you're specifically ai water mm-hmm. AI water, <laughs> AI <ending>. water. <laughs> dripping wet okay alien inside <laughs> nicole loves the movie ai i love i, I don't know really it's, it's, it's an interesting movie <laughs> Very interesting movie. I forgot that about you. It just really made me feel a lot stuck when I saw AI. Did you cry? I was just really stuck in there in the old noggin. And Jenny, I'm sort of going to give like Pompeii. Like, um, oh, cool. There's something about all of the like people frozen in their scared faces when the lava hits them or whatever happened in Pompeii. <laughs> Um, yeah, that's cool. But seeing yeah. all the like families, yeah, it j- just something paused, paused <laughs> trauma. <laughs> cool. So that's where I landed wow. for us. Okay, Mary, Mary right, take right. it away. Okay, so I actually give Jenny alien invasion. Nice. Okay, yeah. I think it'll be like delightful. Like it'll be so fun. Everyone is like, "This is crazy. Can you believe?" And it's just like really funny and entertaining. And then they eat us. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah. Alien party tonight. Blah. Friends like this is crazy. Yeah, you'd be like the Mars attacks. Yeah. Of the world ending. Nicole, I would give a natural disaster. Thank you. Like, everyone is like, God damn it, we could have done something. (laughs) Yeah. And the earth is like, fuck you. Like, you messed up. And this is too late. yeah, Yeah. This is what you deserve. Yeah. So I don't know what specific natural disaster. Do you have a favorite? I, I'd like to keep it open for now. <laughs> I'd like to decide later what I want to do. Yeah. And for myself, I give Y2K, like, actual computer glitch situation. Like, everyone is trying to fix it, and they, they think they know better, but ultimately they make it worse, and the world blows up because computers go down. Cool. Yeah. 
Incredible. That's yeah. a good one. None of us are rapture. Well, no, we all voted yeah. rapture. Yeah. Because like I said, it's just a couple weird guys' ideas. Not real. <laughs> it's just made up by some two old white guys. Yeah. <laughs> what else is there? <laughs> True. Okay. Well, this has been an incredible episode, Mary, I have to say. And where, as Nicole says, can the people find you if they want to keep up with you? Here's my address. Um, (laughs) You can find me at What's For Dunch on Instagram. (laughs) I don't care to explain. (laughs) Um, If you know, you know. (laughs) On MaryDotterman.com. And I guess Vimeo. Do people look at Vimeo? Yeah. Some people do. Yeah. Vimeo. Yeah, that's it. I don't use Facebook anymore. Yeah. Keep your eyes peeled for Burger being able to stream rent one day. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, keep up with Mary's film career. You can watch a bunch of fun shorts on her website or on Vimeo. You'll, you'll see some familiar faces. Mm-hmm. Ours. 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 Okay. We love you. All right. Good night.